Welcome to the Modeling Confidence Podcast. My name is Brooke Lindsay and I'm a confidence coach dedicated to supporting women in practicing self-love, reclaiming their confidence and accepting their bodies. What started out as just some body positive posts on Instagram has turned into a passion for empowering women and amplifying their voices. This podcast will challenge society's definition of self-worth and encourage progress, not perfection. You're listening to the Modeling Confidence Podcast. Hey, hey, lovely ladies, and welcome back to the Modeling Confidence Podcast. If you don't know me, welcome. My name is Brooke, and this is the Modeling Confidence Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. I am so amped for this week's podcast. It is a little bit more of a light-hearted podcast. We're talking all things social media, social media trends in particular for 2020. When it comes to growth versus content strategies, TikTok, Instagram reels, whether you're new to this and you want to know about some Instagram basics or growing your community and growing your engagement or just increasing your sales if you own your own business or you have a side hustle, this podcast is for you because Today, we are talking with Sarah Smile Scott, who is an amazing social media strategist with over 40,000 followers on Instagram and 4.6 thousand engaged members in her private Facebook group. I would know I am one of them. What we talk about in today's podcast episode are the key things to be focusing on, to be thinking about when it comes to social media trends in 2020. Now, what it really comes down to, in my opinion, is finding a balance that works for you. A balance between being consistent, creating engaging content that is relevant to your audience, so you have to know who your audience is. But most importantly, I think it's about building those deeper relationships, those connections with your community, because When I think of my community online and the women that I am friends with, I have met some of them. I am good friends with a lot of them, but some of them I've never, ever met in real life before. And they live all around the world and I would never have that opportunity if it wasn't for social media. Now, I know social media can be seen as like such a like a negative thing if we're comparing ourselves and all of that. But if you are unfollowing the negativity and following the good stuff and like you're thinking about who your audience is and what you want from it, it can be such a great tool to utilize, especially when it comes to business. And that's what we talk about today as well. Sarah talks a lot about how you can build your own business and she talks a lot about the strategies and the trends And, you know, when it comes to Instagram reels and all the things that are going on at the moment, how you can build your online presence. And we talk a lot about the pros and cons, what you should and shouldn't be doing when it comes to social media and just all of that really, really great stuff. So whether you're new to social media, whether you're new to Instagram or Instagram reels or whatever the case may be, we cater to everything. We're talking trends. So new things like reels. TikTok, all of those really fun things. And also how Sarah has managed to build a business 
using Instagram as her main platform. And guess what, guys? She is not an influencer. So influencer is not the only way to make money online. There are so many different avenues you can take. If you don't know what they are, keep listening. And I hope you guys enjoy this podcast. Let me know what you think over on Instagram. I'm at by Brooke Lindsay and you can follow and check out Sarah at Sarah Smile Scott. All of that will be linked down below. But without further ado, let's jump into today's podcast episode. Welcome, Sarah. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast and chatting with me. Oh, you're so welcome. I'm really excited to be here. Absolutely love just getting to meet and getting to know everybody. It's amazing. I'm so excited to have you on. We're chatting and you're actually in England. Yes. I'm in Australia, so you are literally just waking up and I'm like ready to go to bed. So thank you so much for coming on. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself, your business and what you do? Sure. Like this is actually probably the most interesting part of my journey so far is I've managed to make a business using Instagram as my main platform. Now I really specialize in Facebook, TikTok kind of Pinterest but really more Facebook, TikTok, Instagram and a lot of people when they ask me this question how did I get into this journey it really came down to potluck I actually fell into it so my backstory is I had an amazing nine to five which is the first spoiler alert people think people try and run away from them I'd built a really good career in the pharmaceutical business in the UK had a massive team and I absolutely loved them but I literally would come into work I'd see that white they were white walls four white walls And I'd literally look around and just think, there is just so much more to life than this. And I started traveling back in 2014 and I used to have this countdown calendar. It was huge all across my desktop screen. And when I was going to Miami, sorry, desktop screen, (laughs) when I was going to Miami, I can remember on this one day, it said 306 days to go. That's like I booked it in for a year in advance. And I just remember always coming in like and watching it go down extremely slow I thought yeah this just isn't for me like I I do like this but you know I'm 26 years old there's so much more to life I just need to get myself out there so I took a risk and decided right I'm going to leave my job I paid 500 pounds for a working visa in Australia Um, didn't use it so that was a waste of money (laughs) yeah I know literally paid all this money and didn't even end up staying in Australia for a year Um, and I my first stop was Bali and I'd started to notice that there was a lot of people with laptops and I was thinking what do all these people actually do when they're just sat there so I started like looking around at people and I was thinking hmm, this is interesting and I'd literally just had a conversation with someone and they were like saying that oh I do like social media management and I was like oh tell me about that and they were saying that they make money just doing all these different people's accounts and I kind of thought well, yeah, having an admin background, I could maybe do that. But for the amount of work that they were doing, I was kind of like, yeah, I'm not really sure. Next person I spoke to was an influencer. And I was like, right, this has got to be like really easy. Like they're just posting these pretty pictures. They're getting paid for it. I could definitely do that. So I started to use Instagram. And like anything, when I first thought how easy it was posting pictures, I was just so wrong. It just completely did not go the way I wanted it to go. So I started investing in some courses and I thought, oh, do you know what? Like, if you want to make money, you need to invest money. So let's just do this. So out of the tiny amount of savings that I had, I just took another risk. Like, I'm going to invest in this now because I'm passionate about it. Now that I'm actually in Asia, I do not want to, like, go back to the westernized 
office job, sit down, wait for your paycheck, and then then you can go off. I was like, no, 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 I can see so many people doing it. I can do this. Well, that didn't work out either. I got ripped <laughs> off out of two Instagram courses oh um, because, yeah, they basically were like, yeah, we'll help you like be this amazing influencer. Well, I still to this day do not have like a camera, like a Canon camera. I do not have like an Insta boyfriend, an Insta friend or whichever that can take these amazing pictures. I don't go to all the Insta spots. And literally when you bought these courses off these amazing Instagram, they're called viral accounts. So I'll explain the difference down the line. Um, that's what you needed. And I was like, well, <laughs> I've just paid like $500 for this. And you're telling me that I need to have viral content, real good cameras to get the pixel quality. Like what, what have I just paid for? Second time I did it, exact same story, different. Cause they don't tell you this before you buy it. So I got really frustrated, but I did learn some, I did take a positive out of all of them. I learned some things. So basically, cause I was quite frustrated that I'd wasted this money, which I couldn't get back because I had actually paid for what they were saying. I just didn't have the tech with me. Um, I opened a Facebook group and I opened the Facebook group to educate people that like, yeah, you don't need to have a fancy camera. Like you can actually use Instagram on its own, like, like terms, let's say, but they're just not actively giving you a manual, which I always found very bizarre because Instagram is still an app. Just like, do you know, when you see like random apps, when you go in your app store, yeah. you've never heard of it. And it's like quite new. Instagram's still on par with that. It's just got so much exposure now. It's still an app. So they still need the users to keep it alive. So it always has baffled me. Like, why do they not actually teach people how to actually use their app? Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, why would you not do that? Obviously, now it's to do with ads. They want people to struggle, so you put in a massive ad spend. So I kind of just decided, I'm going to make this work. I ended up investing in like, it wasn't even like an Instagram. It was more of like a social media course, I'd say. But that doesn't actually work anymore. That's the downside. It was a really good course at the time. It still didn't have all the information I needed. But what it did do is it gave me enough information for me to start to look at Instagram and think, oh my God, I can see how this algorithm works. I can completely see how all these numbers, these digits, how an image actually shows to your ideal audience. And I've literally just grown my knowledge from there. I have invested in like other courses, don't get me wrong. Um, but once you start to work out one, and now that Facebook owns Instagram, it's very easy when you know that is, I'm not trying to say patronizing wise, to actually pick up, okay, that is what they want you to do to get the exposure, or this is what's going to work well in terms of exposure. So even though it's got me on the path of me starting up wanting to be an influencer, which I did actually end up doing, realize that it's not as like lucrative as what people think, mm. um, then opened my own business. But the business came from people just generally asking from the free advice, and I want to make this clear, it came from me just offering free support that people actually would start to reach out to me and say, oh my God, I get so much value from you. What services do you offer? And as me first started my journey, it was just literally a help community. It was just mm -hmm. a support. And I was kind of blown away that people were like, no, no, we know that you know your stuff, Sarah. Like, I need you in my life. And it's literally just grown from there. People have just started reaching out. And then I started building courses, building different things. But I will never drift away from giving the free tutorials on how you use a certain function within a platform because I feel that everyone should have the rights to that. It's really more the skill of audience building to your ideal audience, which is now what I specialize in. I hope that made sense because that was a really long story. No, it really did. And I loved everything that you said in that. And 
the fact that so many businesses that are successful are built off authentic, you found what you loved and you grew and developed in so many different areas. And eventually your audience comes to you and says, actually, I love what you're doing. Can you help me with this? And then you're able to build your business off of that. Yeah. But it, it is really interesting to see how Instagram has changed over time and yeah. you've been on Instagram and I think your your main platform that you focus on is Instagram and Facebook. Yeah, main one yeah. is Instagram. Yeah, so I found you, obviously I'm in your Facebook group, which is Social Media Money Makers and it is yeah. such a great online community where I feel like there's so many amazing women in your group who are just it is it's a community they talk about you know what their business goals are and you're very engaged on there and you're continuously posting which I think is what keeps everyone so engaged I would love to know we'll go into Instagram as well but how did you create that online community feel and get everyone engaged in what you were posting and saying and really build it up to what it is today yeah well believe it or not and I recently did this for anyone that's listening that wants to join it is a free community to where you can post about your business but people just don't really tend to put in there much they kind of like lead by my example to where what posts I put in will contribute but I actually did a free Facebook challenge recently and the actual answer to that is at the beginning it's a little bit slow but by asking the right questions and the right posts over time you'll kind of assess which ones are working well and which ones are not so the ones that work well you kind of use them as your base and then you start to get into a routine of like okay every two weeks I'm going to mention this or like Instagram threads for example they're every single week because everybody's always doing the follow threads but the key thing is and this is like a massive like giveaway it's really good the threads in my opinion are pointless if they're not niched. So I wouldn't personally go and follow a fitness account, even though I go, I'm really into my fitness because my account is related to travel. So sometimes when you put these threads in, so many different niches comment on them to where it actually might knock off Instagram understanding who you're trying to attract. But in terms of a Facebook group and in terms of engagement, because so many people comment on it, it registers with Facebook's algorithm. Okay, this is a group of interest. We have all of these people taking part in this one post. So mine, for example, is very clear in the fact that it's a niche one. Only follow people that comment within your niche so Instagram doesn't get confused. But secondly, that post will then boost my next post. So say if my next post is like, tell me what your goals are for the week. Say if that's had a reach of like a thousand people, then I already know 20% of that 200 will see the next post. So it's like a ripple effect, if that yeah. makes sense. You can kind of see how over time the, the engagement in the group, I've used the power of what people love about the group versus what maybe a small percentage would enjoy. And then there's very small ones to where I'm just kind of getting ideas. So sometimes just to see how active my group is, and this is part of the challenge, which you can go and watch all the posts from before it. I'll literally just ask my audience, what is it you want to learn in a poll? Is it Facebook? Is it Instagram? Is it TikTok? Is it you have absolutely no idea where you're starting? And basically, whichever vote gets the most is giving me a guide. Okay, so when I next do a challenge, that's what I'm going to do because my majority of the audience have already told me that. So I'm actually building such an engaged group off what my audience are asking me for. I just have to ask them first to work it out. And that's how it keeps building and building and building. Oh my gosh, you can tell that you've been doing this for so long because you have so much value and I love the fact that your group does do that and that you have 
you always say like only follow people in your niche because then you're actually finding you're creating genuine relationships with people who are doing similar things to you but also for people who don't know if you are following people who are similar to you then Instagram will then push this correct me if I'm wrong will push you and say someone follows someone who's a confidence coach I might pop up as a confidence coach because you know we're connected or something like that yeah that's it it's correct that's exactly how it works exactly right and that that in that sense we in the group when we are posting we're not just like oh here's a post or here's my account it's here's a post that is about this if you're interested in this or here's my account and I'm a confidence coach and I talk about body positivity if you're interested in that come and like follow along and we support each other so it's I think that's why I love your group so much and I actually haven't been able to find anything really like it because anything else kind of almost seems spammy and not really like you're actually building those relationships and working together and like you have a community that's supporting each other yeah and I think that's one of the differences like one of my pet peeves which I do get quite irritated by and I've noticed it in a lot of groups that are a lot larger than mine actually is they're very like particular in what posts they let go into groups what they don't let get into groups but at the end of the day what they don't realize is, is actually by supporting each other actually helps me become more successful you become more successful because you'll always remember that person for it and in a real world, I don't know if we've got any Gary Vee fans in here. He's just someone that I listen to. Okay, yes. Yeah. <laughs> There's something that he very ex- explains, sorry, very well, is that there is no such thing as competition. Yeah. No one should ever be afraid of competition. Like the example that he uses is you could have a shop owner on one side of the street. If another shop opens across the street, like whose fault is it to make more money? You have to start to up your game. You have to give your offers. You're not mm-hmm. just going to close down because the shop across the street opened. So in terms of like Facebook groups, it's exactly the same, but just digital. Like there, there isn't such thing as competition. It's really on how much you show up and actually bring value to the table. That's actually going to help your ideal client. Not everyone's going to work for everybody, but exactly. as long as you're showing up and explaining how that person will gel more to you than what they might to me. It just really depends on what your offer is. Yeah, absolutely. Like everything you just said then I'm like, yes, yes, yes. And I follow Gary V. Love him. He's very motivational. He's, he's, He's almost like a salesman, but not in like a cringy way. He's so motivating, but you're so right. And I think that's why I have my podcast and I have so many confidence coaches and so many women who, you know, work in body positivity and do similar things to what I do, but you have to share each other's work because you're actually, you learn from each other and you grow. And like you say, your audience is going to be attracted to you because they like you and what you're doing and maybe your branding or your particular business. Everyone's going to be slightly different. And when you stay in your own lane and just focus on what you're doing, that's when you're going to be your best self instead of comparing yourself or thinking that someone's trying to like weasel in, weasel their way in. Even if someone is trying to, you know, be a copycat or whatever, they're never going to be you. So as long as you just focus on yourself and that, that's how you're going to thrive. So I love that you say that. And it is so important on social media as well that you do connect with, you know, your online community. For women who are looking for their community online or wanting to build, um, I guess, their own community, what kind of tips would you say to get them started in that or finding their community? 
I think the first thing I'd like to say when it comes to building a community is the engagement sucks. It, it really does. So nice as I'm going to say it. But what people forget is, believe it or not, you still have people watching. They still read it. So even though nothing, like there's loads of stuff that I read that doesn't get hardly any engagement, but I think, oh, that's actually really good. And I might not even like it. And that's me speaking from myself. I'm a very supportive person. But in terms of when it comes to your community, I said this before to Brooke, that I really would have liked in England that they removed the likes counter off Instagram. Mm. One, because I took a timeout off Instagram myself. I literally went from a five-month timeout <laughs> from 3,000 average likes to 500. Now, to some people, that would have, like, killed them. For me personally, as now being a strategist, I was kind of like, well, okay, that just basically means I don't have the same reach because I've not been active. Instagram wants me to be active. So... In terms of when you first build a community, I would literally start to show up everywhere, like Instagram. If you've got a Facebook page or a Facebook group, similar post or repurpose the same post, same with TikTok, same with video. But over time, give yourself a set um, set date. So if you're going to do it for 30 days, set yourself, okay, for 30 days, I'm going to show up every single day. It is a lot of work, but starting out, it's like I always describe it as pushing down a broken down car. Like you need to really put in the work in the beginning. And then month two, be like, just so you don't do a Sarah, as I'm going to call it, where you lose your complete reach, go down from, say, if you're posting five times a week, because Mondays to Fridays, just FYI, the better days for posting. Weekends, people do stuff, even in a pandemic, I've realized. Mm. Um, if you then want to switch it, just so Instagram doesn't, like go against you slightly for not posting it every single day because they actually do that they don't tell you this anywhere but instagram in their mind has like a visual of what you did the last two weeks they're expecting the next two weeks so if you don't do what you've done the first two weeks they're kind of going to be like oh you're not really a loyal instagrammer so we're not going to give you yeah we're not going to give you the views yeah but I understand posting five times a week, like me, I'm a once a week poster. So mm -hmm. that's me too much. But in the beginning, I used to post every day. So to avoid, and I used to like to use my account as a trial and error account, in your second month, go down to three days. So then it's going to pick up. Okay, so we know that Brooke's going to post. She's gone from five to three, but she's still actively posting. So from building a community, getting yourself out there, I don't necessarily think you're going to get a massive influx of people However, by being consistent, you just randomly notice, even when you're doing less, the people that were watching before are now thinking, oh my God, they didn't really have that many like followers or much engagement, but now I'm starting to see it. And the key thing is the numbers really don't ever matter. They don't define you. It's really the message that you're giving to people that converts. Mm -hmm. And I've helped many people that I've worked with over the last two years, literally start making like... I don't really like to discuss money, but just to give you an example, so there's one of my students that had gone from having under 5,000 followers, but she was earning like maybe, um, I don't know, $1,000 a month at first, which for a startup, that's really good. Mm -hmm. But now she's nearing at the 10K mark. So make a note of that. She's still not got 10,000 followers yet, but her audience is 100% authentic. Mm -hmm. She's now in the margin of hitting 5K months. It's taken her a year to build up to that. But the consistent factor and always actually talking direct to her audience helped her bring the audience to her mm. and literally asking, like I said before, you're asking the right questions. Um, there is a little cheat, which I do and don't recommend, 
But if you are in loads of Facebook communities, especially the Instagram ones, they will do these follow threads I was telling you about. But what I will say is some will stick around, but you'll notice maybe three days later, half of them will unfollow. Mm. My advice would be instead of using the follow accounts and the threads is actually, if it allows you to, is use your own post and actually say in an Instagram group, hey, I'm a new account or I'm just switching my business to this. I'd really love to get support from my fellow confidence coaches, from my fellow social media managers. Mm -hmm. And then that way, okay, it might not be someone that you're actually going to sell to, but if you make a a mutual connection with them because you've actually connected, you will support each other and it will basically ripple off to where you'll both be attracting someone that needs a social media manager, someone that needs a coach, someone that needs a strategist. And like you already explained, Brooke, that process happens again to where Instagram will like a domino effect push you both to your ideal client then it's really on how much you show up but that is a little like booster that is so interesting and Mm -hmm. it's really interesting how you said that whether you post seven days a week or three days a week Instagram will expect you to do that consistently so if you're kind of up and down all the time it's actually better to just maybe post less but post less consistently so don't go from posting like five days a week to nothing the next week and then twice the next week and then seven days the next week it's actually better just to maybe post two or three times per week and instagram knows okay that's how often correct person is posting i never even thought of that because i i will admit i have times where i'm just like really really motivated and excited about something or i have a podcast coming out and i will post i'll be like yes i'm motivated and i'll post four to five times a week and then the next week I'll post like once and I'll be like, yeah. oh, it's all right. I'll pick it back up next week. And then I'll post four or five times again. And then the next week I'll be like nothing. So, yeah, I- so if you think about it like this, this is why I think they do it. This is my own like thought on it. No but one knows what Instagram really wants. <laughs> yeah, they don't. And no one ever will. Like, like Instagram is never going to fully tell you their algorithm. TikTok won't, Facebook won't, because then everyone would replicate it. So yeah. you kind of have to kind of guess. But I've done, done pretty well so far. Um, but with Instagram, think about it like this, right? People that don't use it for business or they're not influencers, they go on holiday. Let's say they've gone to Santorini, right? Um, you've got someone that just does not, yeah. You've just got <laughs> someone that just never, ever posts. And then they go to Santorini and it's like, oh, three pictures today, five tomorrow, like yeah. one. Like Instagram's going to think, oh, look at all of these posts. And then the holiday finishes and then they just don't post again. Mm. So Instagram, in their mind, remember, like I said, we'll go back to the vision of that it's an app and people using it is what they need to keep the reviews going up, the money coming in. They might think, oh, my God, Sarah's posted like 60 images of Santorini this week and she didn't post for four months before that. They start to give you this reach. And then when they realize that you've stopped doing it, they're kind of like, why did we help that person? Mm. Like, go through our algorithm get these new followers and these new views and now she has stopped who is she that's literally instagram was a person that's what they'd be saying so what i've explained to people and i'll tag you in this in my group because i've done a live on this um is that i use an app called preview it's a free one i'm sure you've heard of it if you haven't it's a free app for one account i literally will get all of my content together so like when i used to go traveling no joke when I used to, I still am, we're just currently in lockdown. Um, I'd literally take four outfits in the same day, go to five different spots, get all these pictures, get back, 
use preview and just kind of like plan out like how it looks and then I count how many pictures I liked and I worked out okay so there's like 30 images there I'm like okay well that's 30 weeks at once a week so I can now do two a week and then broke it down but the good news of when you do that is one when anyone feels organized you feel great but you know every single time right this week I'm going to be posting this image I've got enough content for this month my images I can see them in front of me and you can move them around like a board all I need to work out now is going to my Instagram insights, which day is best and at what time, done. And then you've planned it. Yeah, so you just know. It's just like, okay, I've got 30 images once a day, twice a day, like twice a week, three times a week, whatever you want. Break it down to it's manageable. What you don't want, which you've now learned, is, oh, my God, my content's run out. I have nothing to put on now. Yeah. Instagram's going to penalise me for it. That's why yeah. literally because I'm so like dedicated to my work now, I don't actually go out as much to get my pictures. I'd rather enjoy the places I go to than perfect Instagram. So I'm like, I'm just going to stick to once a week. And my, my best day every week is a Wednesday at like 7 PM GMT time or UK time, should I say. Yeah. Yeah. So I literally just stuck to that for like the last five months. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's so interesting. I was going to ask you about that. If you do like the scheduling platforms, because I use Planoly and I know there's some other ones as well. And they are so helpful if, you know, if you are on holiday and say you're on holiday for seven days and you spend half a day or a day, like you said, just changing outfits and going to all the different places and then spending the rest of the time actually just enjoying your holiday, but still having that content you know, for your beautiful feed and then being able to sort of separate them so they look like they're all, you know, different times or whatever. And then again, making it relevant to your niche and your audience and that kind of thing with what you post. Yeah. Um, Sometimes I find myself with that, like I'll do that where I'll have all these images and then I get so overwhelmed and then I don't post them and then they become irrelevant. And I'm like, damn it, like that's such a waste. So you actually have to make sure that you schedule it out with your post yeah. and like get organized because uh, oh yeah my mine's so funny I'm still posting Bali on my feed because I'm a once a week poster I've not been in Bali since March <laughs> like literally a, a UK coach connected with me the other day and she was asking me to go into her mastermind and she'd literally uh, was like messaging me and then she changed her voice clips when I voice clipped back she was like oh my god I didn't know you were like from England I, th- I thought you was American I'm like I was in Bali like how would that make me American like if anything I'd be Australian yeah I was gonna say hello all the Australians go to Bali (laughs) yeah um but no just to say as well just to answer your question about scheduling I actually don't use a schedule yet I'm not against them there is some that I've noticed from some of my students that have used them in the past they sometimes can damage your reach a little bit Mm, so you may have got more doing manually however now that Facebook owns Instagram I am going to start using a scheduler myself um, but I'm actually going to use the Facebook creator I don't know if you've heard of it Uh, no actually I had seen that come out right because I want you to be using their stuff so yeah so so and the reason why I've gone down that route is just so they don't take away that two or three percent reach especially for people like yourself and me. Um, I know that I do have, I would say like, um, like quite a large audience. It's at 40,000, but in terms of like other people, um, one, I don't compare myself. Everyone's at different paths in the journey. Um, I just think that they shouldn't damage your reach if you're using their own built software for their apps. But the likes of Planoli, Tailwind, I think Tailwind's more aimed at Pinterest, but it does work for Instagram as well. I can't even think of any other ones. Lita, 
and a few others, they do work and they are effective, but it might damage by 2%, 3%. And that 2 or 3% could have one paying customer for you in it. I have noticed that when you do automatically schedule and it goes straight on, and I'm, I'm always yeah. thinking, is it like the wrong time or what's happened? But I do notice that the reach is less. And yeah. so I have tested out that theory and like tried to post it like manually, but still doesn't work. So I will like go to post it manually, then I'll get out of the app, then get back into the app to like try and make sure that Instagram doesn't think that I've posted it, scheduled it or whatever. So, yeah. so that's a really good tip to use Facebook creator. Yeah. I mean, I've still not used it yet, guys. I will be honest, but I can't imagine. But it wouldn't surprise me if it did because we all know that Instagram feed, anyone really, any app knows if you're using a third-party app. Even if they've authorised it or not, Mm. they still don't want you using other apps because in their mind, it's costing them money. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I was going to ask you too about what what are your thoughts on consistency versus creating really good content? Sorry. Yeah, do you know what? You've, this is my post later today in my group. Oh, really? It is, is it? It really is. It's literally like, is content still content or is it quality content? Mm. Um, actually, I wanted to see what my audience said, um, which I'm sure you'll take part in. But personally, it's, it's really hit and miss because TikTok came out, just give everyone a bit of background. So then Instagram's feeds went to just like real life feed is the way I'm going to explain it. So... I don't know if I was eating a pizza and it was in my mouth and half the cheese fell off. It was a, it's an Instagrammable picture. <laughs> whereas, yeah. Whereas then you've got the quality aspect of where it's like you're in an Italian restaurant and I'm like modeling the pizza. Yeah. Um, different ways of doing it. Um, so in terms of Instagram, I will be honest, and I know we're going to talk about reels. Um, I've already started to look at reels and see that the best videos that are doing well, again, is quality. Mm. So Instagram in my mind is I agree and it is Gary V. Content is still content and consistency, but I would much rather anyone listening to this, you use your high quality content three times a week versus any content six times a week. Mm. Because Instagram has its own way of, if it's a really good content, viral basically means the pixels are amazing. Everyone loves the picture. You're practically a photographer. Um, is that that's what will go viral. If you are in the business niche like myself and I could get like something, a really good CTA on my like picture, just say I put a picture of me just like standing looking nice um, and then a CTA is like make $1 million now, let's say, uh, that's going to grab attention. The more people that engage on that very quickly and the fact I put a really good picture of where I've made an effort, right now I'm in my gym kit with no makeup on, um, but if I'd like really made an effort, it's eye-catching, it's drawing someone in, that the faster they comment and like on it, the faster Instagram will push it through its algorithm to more people of interest. Mm. If I was to basically put three pictures on of me in the same place and the quality wasn't that good, it was just kind of the same different pose and it was kind of like my life is the caption, people aren't going to really care. Therefore, Mm. Instagram's going to already pick up, not really much engagement, we're not going to push it anywhere. So... That's where the quality does come in. But I will be honest, it is only Instagram I've noticed is like that as a platform. Only Instagram is a quality, high quality performing platform. All the rest, it doesn't actually tend to make a difference. You could do as much or as little content, but Instagram, the better the quality, the more Instagram's your friend. Yeah. 
I guess we've got to keep in mind that Instagram at its core is a visual platform. Mm. And the whole point of it is to have all these, this beautiful imagery, yeah. which, you know, it's kind of conflicting. Do I, do I be real and post, yeah, stuff that's actually going on or do I try and keep it, you know, visually appealing? And I think, as you said, if you can have that quality, but still have some sort of consistency where you're posting two to three times a week, there's yeah. kind of like a good, a good middle ground. And I think because Instagram, essentially all they want is for you to create content that's going to keep people on the platform. Like you said, it is a platform at the core where they want people to be, you know, messaging each other and on stories and commenting and liking. So if you can get people engaged and staying on the platform, that's what Instagram wants essentially. Yeah. And the one thing I would just like to add, and even I find it difficult at times, and it's a really like, just my my opinion yet again but I do find that Instagram can sometimes be quite bad for people's mental health Mm. it can can really have that side effect of where people will put on that they have this amazing life look at what I've bought look at this because it's Instagram Mm. like and I have a really good saying that I like to say to a lot of people is like don't judge your life by someone's camera reel because they are literally hand selecting their best picture, their best angle because they want the world to see, look how great I look. Mm. But even though it's good for that person, I do think that we all need that. It can then affect someone else of like, why do I look like that? Why can't mm. I look like this? So I am very careful now when I'm on Instagram, not to sometimes fall into that trap of like, oh my God, like why am I not there? Or she looks amazing. Yeah. And it literally could just be, angles but the reason why i'm pointing this out is i do like at the minute they've got the trend which is done really well on instagram of normalizing women's bodies have you seen it yes i'm a part of a yeah. girlfriend i'm all about it that's all i follow these days because i totally agree with what you're saying yeah so i'm happy that for a change it isn't even actually like um viral content it's more like and this is what i mean this is the difference if you've got a good caption and it's something that's going to like grab your audience attention it can still Mm. do well so on my feed now I'm seeing just a lot of women being very honest of like normalize my roles like Mm. even with me I will be honest I am a size in a UK and eight I don't know what that is in Australia I think it might be the same but if I bend over I still have roles like it's just like no one's born a stick to where we're just not moving so I am happy that they've done that because before I see a lot of the younger generation, like so Generation Z um, or Z, they're really like going to all like Kim Kardashian. And I just think, stop, mm, like yeah. be yourself, girls. You can do this. So that's the only point I like to add is the only thing I don't necessarily like with Instagram's quality content is the mental health mm. replication mirror image that everyone should look the same. Yeah. And I, I so love that you brought that up. And I think the whole quality content air quotation marks what does that even mean it's just like a real body versus you know uh, an instagram body like what does that mean and i am loving the whole movement where we are you know so many women are now showing other women that it's okay to you know be a size 8 or a size 28 and have roles and and love yourself and and have you know believe in yourself and know that you're worthy whether you yeah, have, you know, roles or, you, you know, everybody is beautiful. So I, I love that you brought that up because social media is such a great business tool and you've proven that with your business, but it also can be really damaging. So the way that you use it, because it is a tool and you can use it, 
And that's yeah. something that I've learned on my journey is unfollowing the accounts that don't serve me, that don't make me feel good, that yeah. do put you in that mindset of comparing yourself, just simply unfollow. And then I've really created a community around me and that's what I've built. <clears throat> and I can yeah. see you've done it as well of women who do share the real side of themselves and their real life and their real body. And it's not all posed and perfect. So it really is social media is how you want to use it basically. Yeah. And the good news is that you've hit the nail on the head and I explain this to a lot of people. There's two ways you can use social media. It can be literally for social or it can be a business tool. Mm. And when it comes to business, it really is about showing up for your business. It's not about a popularity contest of who looks best. It's yes. always coming down to using this tool, using the information that you're getting, who your followers are, who your likes are, who your comments are, who your store reviewers are, and actually speaking direct to that audience. That's the, that's the only difference with it. But instead of concentrating on like, oh my God, yes, I've got like 100,000 followers. Yeah. You'd be surprised yeah. at how many accounts have like hundreds of thousands of followers and are making absolutely no money yet there's been loads of people that I've helped and I'm sure Brooks helps stuff that don't even have a thousand followers that are making like easily $500 maybe a week maybe a month doesn't matter everyone starts at a different point on their journey but the point is is they're making it a profitable audience versus someone that's just following you or technically might not even be a follower they could be ghosts they might not even yeah. see the content a hundred percent and and I've had, like, I've known people who have so many followers and you think, oh, they like must have it all. They must be getting brand deals. They must be, you know, I have all these, like all this engagement, all of that. And then when you actually look at who's liking their stuff and, you know, I've known women because I work in the modeling industry as well, who have yeah. all these followers and things like that, but they're, you know, they're all, you know, 80% are men from, you know, yeah. different countries and, and like you said, and then the rest are ghost followers and you're not getting that engagement or the engagement you're getting is not the kind of engagement that you want. It's attention no. from men and things like that. And they're not your target audience. So there's actually no point in having them. And, oh, yeah. And if, yeah. if anybody just joined the social media money makers group, I absolutely love this on Facebook. No, no one in my audience has ever asked me this question. And I say this in a lot of the podcasts that I do, a lot of interviews is that my account last January, so nearly two years ago, had 47,000 followers nearly. I have literally removed over 6,000 myself yeah. because it wasn't my audience. Mm -hmm. They're not building me any, like, any money to travel. And all I know is that Instagram, the bigger your account gets, it's better in the beginning, but your reach gets lower. So right now I honestly think, because I'm a once a week poster as well, I do need to post more. I think they only give me maybe 10% reach. Mm. So if I've got 6,000 people that I don't class as my ideal audience, um, and don't get me wrong, if they're travelers, they can be men as well. It's not that I've got any issues with men, but my main audience to me are female travel entrepreneurs. So yeah. that's who yeah. I want on my profile. If it's like a travel couple or a guy that I can kind of see is interesting, that's fine. But if I get an account that's like trying to sell knockoff Gucci shoes, yeah. And like, yeah. like, yeah, and this full on thing, like Mac one nine seven i'm kind of like yeah we're going to remove you yeah, because yeah. you're clearly not real and it's taken me a long time to do that and i have spoke to a lot of my friends who are like like yourself they're not actually models they're instagram models yeah and, yeah. and they've got amazing followers and they've shown me their insights they're all men and their outbox mm -hmm. every day is like 
just spammed yeah like yeah, full yeah. of like comments and I just kind of think why don't you just delete them but they're really in that mindset of, but I've got so many followers though and I'm yes. like it really doesn't matter hun like if you start getting brand deals with people and then they're sending you stuff and it's not selling yeah. they're not yeah. going to send you any more like just keep building it to the some people that you do have and it, again like anything it's just time yeah it, it, you will get there it just takes like, even for me I have goals that I've not achieved yet but I'm just now I'm working towards them mm. and I'm, sometimes I'm impatient but I know keep working at it keep getting harder it'll mm. the money flows as it flows out it'll flow in again mm. and I think it's such an important thing to talk about because you do get in those places where you're like I'm putting in so much effort and I'm not seeing any return and you do get in those places of weakness where you're just like I just want to, you know, I just want to buy all these followers and things like that. But I think over time, what you, what you realize is that even mm -hmm. if you buy them, they're going to drop off or they're not going to be your audience or it's going to throw off the algorithm or Instagram's yeah. going to ban you or shadow ban you or whatever it is because they know. Yeah. yeah. And I've, I've known someone, or I've followed this massive account who, and I've spoken with her about the fact that all of her audience, you know, most of them, you know, weren't engaged weren't the people who she wanted and her Instagram account got hacked and I think she had like 200,000 followers and she Ooh. said it was actually a relief that she could oh, just God. yeah she tried to get it back and she couldn't and they were like blackmailing her and saying we want you to pay us and she's just like no forget about it and she said it was actually a relief that she could let go of that account where it wasn't her target audience and she could start afresh where yeah. she was building an audience that was genuine women who were interested in what she was doing. And yeah. she wasn't getting, you know, those gross comments or, you know, inboxes yeah. all the time. That's actually a massive waste of time as well, having yeah. to go through all of that. Yeah. And, you know, she's only at, you know, a thousand followers or something now, but she, she knows that those thousand followers are genuine people yeah. who are interested in what she's doing. So having that authenticity, I think, is crucial to any business as well, like you said. Yeah, and also, even if there's horrible people who do try and blackmail her, the good news is, I'm sure she's still got screenshots of her account, so she can literally just say, I did have 200,000 at one point, yeah. started again. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> so, and I think that's what she did, yeah. Yeah, the, cred the credibility is still there for her, but one thing I did want to add, before I know we speak about reels, um, mm -hmm. is that even though I'm a once-a-week poster, with how Facebook algorithm works now, they do favour you if you do consistently post I would honestly say three to four times a week mm. that will help you increase your followers mm. I'm just at a stage where I don't really care <laughs> just like, I'm just I'm kind of like my business yeah I'm just kind of like I've got so many different things going on that yeah. it's not something but I will be honest it is one of my priorities down the line because I feel that the win will be if Instagram which it should do by now fully understands my ideal audience it will target my ideal new followers correctly with yeah. a bit of an influx. And when I say influx, it could be an extra 50 to 100 a week, and that's great. But I've done it without ads. So it's still really good proce uh, like process yeah. of getting do the ideal audience. Do you believe in ads, or what do you think about ads? I do believe in ads, believe it or not. I think they're a really good marketing tool. But because I started off with nothing, um, and I more work with startup businesses anyway, or people that are kind of, in the same situation where I am, but in their different skills, so they want to help social media. Some people can't afford to use ads. So why invest with somebody and then have to be told, okay, so you need to invest in ads. 
mm. you're kind of like oh I didn't really think it's going to be like that I think ads are a really good tool when you've got to a point where you're cons always consistent and I am a saver if I'm honest I have a different money mindset to many people but I will only invest in something once I've like got the money yeah or savings yeah. obviously yeah. like the money's there like I'll go into my savings and everything else and invest in stuff but I don't ever like to be like okay let's just do ads there's the credit card it's yeah. kind of like okay so I've made enough money I've made enough profit this has been consistent for four months now I'll go down the ads route however I've never done that because mm -hmm. I really like to keep myself at the pace of what I'm teaching my students, like, which is all organic methods, yeah. authentic organic methods, yeah. because then if ads was to shut down, if anything was to happen, it would never affect anyone I've worked with and they've built it on their own. There's so much like pride that comes from doing that. Like, yeah, yeah. I did this all by myself. Yeah, for sure. I could not agree more. I think ads are good if you're, you know, you have a program or, something where you actually you know you want to drive traffic you know to your page and then you know onto your program or something like that but if you can do it organically it's so much better yeah and you did post a really great because now we have instagram reels which is basically another form of tiktok but instagram's like we want people on our platform so we're going to do the yeah. same thing basically and you yeah. did a really great video on facebook about instagram reels so are you going to use instagram reels how are you going to use it and how can our listeners optimize reels for their business or you know to build their instagram yeah so i am going to use reels <laughs> i just need to get a plan in place like anything there's always a structure that's going to help i think by continually posting the algorithm will pick up and we'll say okay they, they're doing what we want them to do and um, if you've noticed now when you do go onto your instagram homepage, if you press explore the first thing you will see is reels. You mm -hmm. click on it, you scroll down, you'll see everyone's reels. And that's going to be there for a while because I like anything, Instagram wants to basically get rid of TikTok. They want to be the number one platform. Yeah. So they've basically, in a nutshell, replicated what TikTok do on Instagram. However, the one thing I will say with um, reels, it is a lot of fun. It is great. But compared to posting a picture, it is going to take you some more time. Mm -hmm. there is ways around it there is like positioning and the real key thing because i've done obviously a tiktok the course real key thing, if you pardon yeah the sorry that wasn't even a pun either um but <laughs> with with tiktok it's obviously because i've actually done a course on that as well kind of feels a bit irrelevant now but still mm -hmm. um the key thing is for reals is that your call to action is adding text believe it or not so when I'm scrolling on reels right now, if it's a travel related of Canada or something, then okay, I'll watch it. But that's something I'm generally interested in. What pops out with me when there's a call to, a call to action that says something like, oh my God, look how I did this. This mm -hmm. epic body transformation. Me, if I was to speak to Instagram headquarters right now about the glitches, literally saw that one today. Found it oh, really, really amusing. Yeah, so found it amusing. When you don't have like a call to action that grabs attention in the first three seconds most people are just like scroll and it could be absolutely epic at the end but the first three seconds haven't gripped people move so the key thing that's going to help you be really successful is saying something that is just going to grab someone's attention like oh my god wait till the end and then people are going to be like oh my god what's going to happen yes, so they'll actually watch it yeah and then when it gets to the end if i'm right because i haven't played around with reels a lot yet 
but TikTok had like an average. If someone would watch your TikTok video for longer than like five seconds, it would push to like this audience. If it got past seven seconds, it went even bigger. If it went to nearly the full 15, then basically they just show it to the whole platform on the For You page. Mm-hmm. And I have a feeling that's what Instagram, how Instagram's ranking their current real videos because when I first went on, it was very much like TikTok. This is where I don't really like Instagram for this because the larger accounts, which I call power accounts, uh, with the quotes there again, um, they already have the audience that will naturally engage. Mm. So it's making it more difficult for the smaller accounts, whereas with TikTok, they will kind of do like a mixture so everyone got seen. Mm. I'm already starting to notice the change with Instagram, going back to that quality. Mine yesterday, I think I got about 11 reels down before I found a smaller account. But that smaller account only had 2,000 followers, but gripped the attention by a call to action that it got over 3,000 likes. Right. So she actually got more likes than her followers. Mm -hmm. And that's the key now. So hopefully, even though Reels is the quality, my little spoiler alert, which I'm going to give to everybody, is get a real... It doesn't matter about the quality. If we can grab them straight away from text within the video. I don't mean your caption. I mean, like, moving text that is actually going to keep people reading it, that Instagram picks it up as of interest and it'll go even further to more people in your audience. That is so interesting and such a good tip. Something I wouldn't even think of, but you're so right. Even if someone just says, wait till the end when you are like, start watching a video, even if you're not that interested, you'll be like, oh, I need to know now. And you will literally watch that video. And it's so interesting. You're right when people, you know, do those little videos where it's like, and they're pointing. And it's so oh my god, that one that one did amazing for me. Um yeah. on my TikTok. I think it got like fifty thousand views yeah. just from me saying like, oh, it was a consistency post. I was like, did you know um only 20% of TikTok users get seen because they consistently post? But because it was like a people reading the sentence, it just went viral. Then, not yeah. super viral, just viral. Yeah, not super, just viral. <laughs> Yeah, just viral. <laughs> I love how you like determine between the two. But you're right, because once you start reading, you want to know what it's going to say or what's going to happen. But how yeah. what I was thinking is, is this because reels appear on your Instagram feed? Is it gonna ruin the feed? Like, do you have to sort of set it up so that the first like two seconds is just like a photo that you can use for your feed? You know, you know how you can make it like a little thumbnail or whatever? Yeah, so I saw this, I think it was yesterday, someone did a reel on it. Um, How you make a cover photo, it's the same as story highlights. Once the reel go, either you finished it or it goes on your feed, you can, I haven't tested this yet, but I will be. You can literally add a cover to it. So you could make one in Canva if you wanted and then add it over and then you just move the time thing at the bottom and it'll let you do it. But I'll probably say that you need to, make sure that your reels only maybe 13 to 14 seconds. So you've got that one second allowing the cover to go on. If you've used your full 15 seconds, I can't imagine it letting you put the cover on there. Yeah. Unless you just make the cover something from your video, if you'd find doing that. Yeah. Yeah. But to be fair, this is the one thing that I haven't worked out yet that if anyone's already started using reels, feel free. When I posted my first one as a test, it did terrible. I'll be honest. Um, I just did it as a quick test run it gave me the option to post it to the explore page. If I posted it without the explore page, which meant it went to my feed, it meant that I lost it going on the explore. So it meant that the reels 
went onto my Instagram page and in the reels section, you know how at the top next to IGTV, you've now got reels. Yeah. So I let it go to my feed, it went into them too. If I went to explore, it just went to explore and the reels section on my profile. So I'm now having to work out which, which in the long run is going to be better. Yeah. God, so much to think about. My God, you think it'd be just easy and you just post a photo and it works, but there's so much yeah, well, more that goes into it. Yeah, well, as you saw, like out of all the people that watched the Reels Live that I did, there were so many glitches from different people. Like some people didn't have music. Some people didn't even have the option but could watch other people's. Someone's told me today that they don't have um, the text option. They can't have the text. Oh. And all I'm saying is I think it's just that it's still rolling out. Like everyone's yeah. just dating at different times. But if that has happened to anybody, um, what I've told people to do is to um, uninstall, reinstall. And apparently it's, it's been there 24 hours later, just yeah, if that happens right. to anyone. I have tried so many things because what's so annoying about my Instagram and I've just had to learn to live with it is I don't actually have the music feature in stories and I've literally tried everything. I've tried uninstalling, reinstalling. I've tried turning to a creator account, to a normal account and back. And actually when I went to a creator account, music came back, but then I wanted to go back to a business account. And as soon as I did that, it went away again. And I was like, oh my God, Instagram's so annoying, but what can you do? Well, actually, what I did, I did when GIFs first came out, I didn't get GIFs. <gasps> I literally used to email them and email them and email them. And I think maybe after my fourth or fifth email, it did take a couple of months. I went on my Instagram one day and it was just there. Oh, well, I've got to start harassing Instagram then. Yeah, literally, <laughs> just, start, just start sending them, repeat every week, like report a problem and just say, I don't have the music thing. And literally, someone will action it. They just don't tell you that they've actioned it. It's just there. Yeah, right. So is that where you go into actual Instagram and you just go report an issue and you just keep doing yeah. that? Right. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to, I think I've done it once, but I'll just keep harassing them until I get my music. Because music yeah. is like, hello, music is live. <laughs> yeah, it is. It really is, especially on that platform. It's just so much fun. Exactly. Oh my gosh, I was going to ask you, what are some of your top tips? But you have just given away so many amazing tips, Facebook, Instagram. So thank you so much. But I have to ask you, because this is the Modeling Confidence Podcast. Yes. So I want to know, how do you personally model your confidence? Do you know what? I really think I'm inspired by other people around me. So that could be entrepreneur friends. It could be Gary Vee. But, you know, more importantly, it's the people that I'm actually giving free help to. I know that might sound weird, but if I can just help someone with like a little task that's bothered them for ages, like just now with yourself, yeah, with the yeah. fact that you've said about, oh, the music and how I got gifts was I just email. That is what helps me become a better model because I think, right, I could like actually do something with this now that's actually going to help someone. Yes, I make some money from it, but it is business. I do need to travel. But there's, it's actually knowing that by people implementing it, they're going to get the answer to the questions that they need. Obviously, that I'm not charging for. I mean, like an actual system in place. <laughs> You're like, I'll, I'll send you my bill. Yeah, for Instagram growth. So it could be every time that I'm learning new things, I literally am just inspired from the questions that I get from people or sometimes it's like a flashback to and I think oh my god I just did not remember that was so difficult for people mm. so it's always been nice kept down to earth mm. that something that might be so like literally common sense to me really wasn't when I started but now it is so I, I do like to probably base me on 
other people that I can actually help down the line their success multiplies my success that kind of thing yeah I love that that's such a great way to think of your confidence is building other people's confidence helps your own confidence yeah yeah but it really does though it's like it really does absolutely it really does and I think so many people do get imposter syndrome when it comes to doing what they love whether you know you're like you and your social media like all the social media stuff that you do you teach that or you know for me like being a confidence coach you know I think oh who am I sometimes to be a confidence coach I'm not always confident but you do think back to the time when you first started and you just did yes. not know anything and you tell someone something and they light up like, Oh my God, I never even thought of that. And you're like, that's so basic for me, but yeah. you're able to help people who aren't there yet. And that's a whole amazing thing about being on this journey is that yes, there's going to be people ahead of you and who don't need you, but there's so many people who haven't gone through what you have and that you can teach and help them. So I love that. That's such a great. Yeah. And just before you wrap it up, lovely, I'd just like to say just to other people as well, even though I've been doing this for nearly three years, I still do suffer with imposter syndrome. Mm. I'm not like perfect. I don't like wake up every day and think, yes, let's go. I'm motivated. I literally have some days where I wake up and think, oh my God, can I still actually do this? Mm. Like, what what if, like, what about the future? And then like, mm. I'll like overthink so many different things. And I'm like, Sarah, calm down. Yeah. Like, get a piece of paper brain dump start to work your way through the list but I literally have days where some days I think I just cannot do this like like it it, do you know for me it really is I am a massive person that benefits off my students success Mm -hmm. so if any of my students come back to me and they're having a low day that's when I have a low day because I'm like oh my god they're having a low day can I actually do this and I've worked with like loads of people there's so many people that are successful everyone has those bad days and that's what I'm there for to help them but then sometimes I can be like oh crap like maybe I've done this wrong maybe I've not qualified them right like I really I know they can do this why it just literally is one of those things but the difference is and just to remind people this is what I have to tell myself a lot of the time is you know you as a coach in any field can only do what you set out to do if you've given that guidance it's really on that person to implement it the -hmm. only time you can help them as a coach is when they're actually telling you I'm struggling with this because I'm not confident. And then that's when I can help a little bit more. But nine times out of 10, if someone isn't successful, it might not be because of you. It could nest, it could just be they haven't actioned or implemented the tasks that they've been given. And that's something that they need to work on in their own discipline. I love that. I was just like, I'll let you get that out because that was such, yeah, absolutely. I could not agree more. And I think as long as you know that you know what you're doing and you know your shit, you can have those down days because... We're human we all have down days and that's a part of life but just believing in yourself and picking yourself back up and getting on with it I absolutely love that yeah. oh my gosh thank you so so much for coming on the podcast you have honestly I think when it comes to like strategy and social media and all of that you've been one of the most amazing guests to bring so much value so thank you and I knew you would because wow. you do in your Facebook group so for anyone listening, if you're not in the Social Media Moneymakers Facebook group, go and check it out. And I'll have your links to your Instagram down below as well so everyone can check you out. But thank you so much for bringing so much oh, value to this episode. Yeah, I've absolutely loved being here. And hopefully I'll be back again soon. We'll have a little coffee talk in our PJs. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed that and got a lot of tips and tricks. I know I certainly did. I have been creating 
reels like crazy after chatting with Sarah. I hope you guys enjoyed. If you did, please be sure to leave me a five-star rating or whatever you think this podcast is, should be rated at and subscribe because you do not want to miss any future episodes. If you want more, you can head over to bybrooklindsay.com and the full transcript from this podcast will be over there. The links to Sarah's Instagram, my Instagram will also be linked down below. So head over to at bybrooklindsay and at Sarah Smiles scott on instagram if you want more thank you again for listening i hope you're having a beautiful day wherever you are remember to model your confidence and i will chat to you in the next podcast episode